This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunatal. Back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Raw Reaction series, specifically the Arsenal Transfer. No, the Arsenal News Show. You think, I mean, I had a day off, so I think we can forgive myself for not having the right day listed in my calendar. Uh, sorry that there was no show yesterday for those that still tuned in. I did let people know on Saturday there wasn't going to be a show yesterday. Had a day off and uh, now back, raring to go for a brand new week as Arsenal really do genuinely have that top four in their own hands. And uh, thanks to slips from Man United and Spurs and West Ham, of course, as well, and Chelsea not playing this weekend, uh, the table's looking healthier. And Arsenal have got a big job to try and beat Brentford now on Saturday. Huge win that'll be, as is every single game that we play. Every game is a cup final for Arsenal for the rest of this season, focusing just on the league. If we can get there... It would be a great achievement to achieve top four, in my opinion, even though it is, in my opinion, opening up for us and parameters are starting to change and opinions are starting to change. But still, it would be a great achievement to get top four with this young group of players. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. John T. Martin, Adam in the chat box, Jonathan, MFB, Stevie. Good morning to Matt G. Uh, we've got Olu. We've got Rohit. We've got Femi. Uh, we've got Benny, we've got Daniel Robert. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody uh, who are celebrating and who aren't, of course, both people. Um, Tevi, Stephen, Colin, uh, we've got Stephen's foot in here as well. Uh, Bruce, Dacian King, Marcus, good morning to all of you guys as well. Thank you so much. Very good morning from New Zealand from Roger as well. Good morning to you. Good afternoon, I suppose, uh, in your part of the world. Evening from Australia, says Leo, uh, Leo Donnell as well. Thank you so much, everybody, that's tuning in and making this part of your daily. I say morning, but I should probably say daily routines because for those that are listening in the East, uh, you're much further ahead in the day than we are. But good morning. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we kick off with telling you, as always, to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way. Uh, I'll be live over there at 9.30 this morning uh, with my co-host Bailey and possibly Chris as well. I need to check the road tour and see who's actually on today. Um, but we should be doing a show this morning. We'll definitely be doing a show at 9.30 this morning. So do join us over there in just over an hour and a half's time. Uh, and also, if you haven't already done so, please show 
some support to our member and boy, Vinny, uh, who is fighting a very difficult battle, but is really giving it hell. So if you could help support him by donating towards uh, Macmillan Cancer Support, who's shown him an amazing amount of hope and support and energy that he's definitely needed. So uh, please show your appreciation by donating with the link in the description. Now, we obviously didn't do a show yesterday, so there's a few things that we need to talk about from the past 48 hours, not just the last 24 hours. And following Balogun got one of the most deft assists that you will see. In fact, if you've not seen it yet, I would definitely encourage you to go and seek it out. A backheeled assist for Middlesbrough. Uh, he really is uh, proving to be quite an asset for Chris Wilder's side. It's exciting to see what comes of him for the rest of the season. When he returns in the summer, what part he's going to play in the team next season. I'm looking forward to seeing Balogun kind of flourish and expand his abilities at Arsenal. And it's going really well for him at Middlesbrough so far. We'll also be providing you with an update on that most likely this week. We've got a week into the next game. I'm looking to do a Saliba update and a youth update as well. And we're going to add, fingers crossed, a, uh, a following Balogun update into that as well. So that should be in your sub boxes in the next seven days or so. So make sure you're subscribed and got those notifications turned on. Our next piece of news follows the Wolves win over Spurs, which obviously was great. But what was even better and even sweeter is the amount of saltiness from Wolves about Arsenal's celebrations over them on Thursday night, inadvertently firing them up so that they would go and beat Spurs is great. They've also got Leicester in midweek, and that's going to be an interesting game before we play them. Uh, I think they've got midweek. They've got sorry, they've got them at the weekend, and then we play them, of course, on the following Thursday at the Emirates. If we, I just hope um, that if we manage to get another big win over Wolves at the Emirates that the boys celebrate like crazy, that they just go absolutely mad, slide knee slides in front of the opposition fans, all of that good stuff. That would be brilliant to see. Um, I don't know why Wolves are so bothered by some celebrations, really salty about it. Of course, when they beat Spurs, what did they do? They celebrated. I mean, Den Donker even had one of the Spurs players' shirts on while celebrating. Uh, it was quite ironic. So, uh, you know, just living rent-free in Wolves' heads, and they've done us a favour as well. So appreciate that, Wolves. Appreciate that very much. Um, Corentin Taliso, uh, who was linked with the move to Arsenal and contract does expire at the end of the season, uh, is now currently in contract talks with Bayern Munich. The German side do want to try and tie the French midfielder down, which could scupper any hope of Arsenal moving for the midfielder. Uh, very good, competitive, uh, not wildly versatile just a very solid central midfield option that Arsenal could have got on the cheap but uh, a good one to replace Mohamed Elneny for instance and quite a significant upgrade on him too but Bayern are trying to keep hold of the player now which could prove difficult for Arsenal to fight with. Yuri Tielemans continues to be linked with a move to Arsenal of course yesterday Leicester City uh, drew with West Ham United in a game which to be honest Leicester were very unfortunate not uh, not to win uh, at all. Now, interestingly, there was an interview with Brendan Rogers where Brendan Rogers basically talked about uh, <laughs> Yuri Tielemans and talked about the fact that he's a player that could yet leave. He's obviously been turning down uh, contract offers from the Foxes so far this season. I'm just trying to get you the 
the quotes up very briefly from Brendan Rodgers. Uh, here we go. Uh, Brendan Rodgers has admitted that Tielemans could leave in the near future with his contract running down. This is what he said. With his contract running down, then I'm pretty sure there will be teams looking at him, but I'm all... I'm also, that's not making any sense, but I'm also a realist as well, <laughs> he says. Uh, we are real as a football club. You'll get people asking if we can hang on to these players for the next six or seven years, but the reality is if a player does really well at Leicester, he may want to leave and move on to another club. For us, it's just about being ready for that. And Leicester are very well prepared at doing this type of thing. They've lost Kante and Mares and Chilwell and Maguire over the years and they've replaced them really well with players like Soyuncu and Timothy Castagna and Wilfred and Didi, like players that have come in and just done really well and replaced those that have left. And, you know, Tielemans is definitely one of those uh, that's come in and replaced those that they've lost in the central part of the midfields when they won the league with, I remember, with Kante and King and Drinkwater. So he's one that's come in and, and helped to push them on and continue onwards as a, as a top half Premier League side. But they are still going to move on from him. I still do feel like people are being very harsh about Yuri Tillemans this season. Yes, he's not been the same Tillemans as last season, but he is running down his deal. He is in a very, he's in a struggling Leicester side right now as well. So there's lots of things to consider. I would absolutely be up for taking Tillemans in the summer. I think he's a quality player, someone that will upgrade on what we currently have and give us a lot of the characteristics of dynamism and fluidity and dribbling and technical skill that we need in the midfield to replace Granite Xhaka. Uh, I liked that 4-3-3 that we used against Wolves. Erdegaard and Tillemans with Partey and behind would be a really interesting combo and one that would be up for trying out in the next season. And our penultimate story of the day is that, according to my colleague at Football.London, Chris Wheatley, uh, Armando Broja is uh, interesting. Arsenal and Arsenal are monitoring the situation of the Chelsea loney. That makes this difficult. Signing a player from Chelsea is always going to be tricky. Uh, the previously quoted prices to Southampton were around the £25 million figure. How close to that this turns out? His contract with Chelsea expires in 2026, uh, according to Transomart. So he's under a long-term deal. If Arsenal want this guy, they're going to have to pay a significant fee. And I think because it's Chelsea, Chelsea would ask for probably from Arsenal even more if they wanted to sign Armando Broja. They would need Broja to be that player that forces the move, I imagine. They would need him to be very much <laughs> kind of convincing Chelsea to allow a deal to happen. Arsenal may be monitoring him. I would be shocked to see Chelsea sell Broja to Arsenal. But interesting that we are looking at the 20-year-old. He's going to have a fantastic season this year. I do, though, think that there are other strikers out there that Arsenal should be focusing on that could get you more of a guarantee than the single season that we've seen from Broja, so, or less than a single season that we've seen from him so far this year. But he is a very good player. Let's move on to the next story. And our final and main story of the evening. Uh, now, me, myself, I'm not into NFL. Uh, I don't know the rules. I don't watch the I didn't watch the game. I watched the highlights this morning and I listened to Stan Kroenke's interview. So forgive me, those that are big fans of NFL, because uh, I will probably make several mistakes in talking about this. But the LA Rams beat uh, the Bengals, I believe, in the final. And of course, Stan Kroenke built the SoFi Stadium, invest a hell of a lot of money into the Rams and... Last night on Lee Judges TV with myself, Dan, Lee and Sophie, we had a bit of a discussion about what this could mean. And to be honest, I don't think it would have any kind of impact at all. Um, I don't think that the Rams winning or losing will change anything for Arsenal. 
any theories about whether or not it gives him the addiction of winning, that he'll want to go on and win with Arsenal, is just theory. Like, there's no evidence to suggest that would be the case. And I do feel like that Arsenal has kind of been passed on to Josh at this stage. And Arsenal, along with the Denver Nuggets, is, is, is very much Josh's situation, Josh's baby. And that Stan kind of just ticks or crosses the, the T's and dots the I's when it comes down to being the owner of Arsenal Football Club. Uh, I don't think that it will have any impact on Arsenal. Um, I think we'll continue on the path that we've kind of set ourselves in the last 18 months or so. But I would love to know your thoughts, especially maybe some of our Western listeners that are much more in tune with uh, the NFL than I am or much in tune with the LA Rams than I am and anyone else, of course, who's big fans of NFL. But I, from my perspective, don't really think this will have any impact on what Arsenal are doing or change the way that Arsenal are uh, moving whatsoever. The addiction of winning can be something, but for Kroenke... I think the addiction of winning will remain very much in LA with the Rams and Josh will continue on whatever he's doing at Arsenal. We're going to move to the questions in the chat box. We'll get some more of your thoughts on this and some of the fallout from, of course, the result last night and more. So if you haven't done so already, please drop a like on the video and subscribe. But let's, without further ado, tackle some of those questions in the chat box. Okay, let's see what we're going for. Da, 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 da. Trevor says, uh, enjoyed you and the rest of the guys on Lee Judges TV last night. Thanks, Trevor. Much appreciate that, mate. Matthew says, Tom, I thought you'd definitely stay up for the halftime show. They had Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I think you misjudge my music taste. <laughs> Snoop Dogg to me is the guy on the Just Eat adverts in the UK. I don't listen to, to that type of music at all. That's, although, to be fair, I can probably do that advert now word for word because it is very, very very catchy. Uh, MCP says, Tom, do you um, do Tottenham's new signings from Juve? Will, do you think they will work out? I see what you're trying to say. Kulisevsky seemed decent last night in an otherwise subpar performance by Spurs. I think that, look, Kulisevsky is a decent player, young player, got lots of talent, Bentacore as well. I just don't think that really progresses them as a team. I don't think those players take that team any further, unfortunately. So, you know, I'm not concerned about those teams or those players being in that side. And after what I watched yesterday with Wolves and the highlights of that game, because I was watching the uh, Newcastle game that was televised, but watching the highlights back of the Wolves-Spurs game, their defence is horrible. How did they not invest in their defence? Oh, wait, they did. <laughs> They're still bad in defence. Um, Langa says, uh, do you see us winning our games in hand? We've got obviously some significant games in hand we've got Wolves which will play next Thursday uh, not this coming Thursday the Thursday after we've got Chelsea who won the Club World Cup which would be a very difficult game we've got Liverpool and we've got Spurs four games that have to be rescheduled one of them already has it's going to be tough but do I think we can get I would like to get seven points out of a possible 12 I would like to beat Spurs and Wolves I think that's you know very expectable so to be able to beat those two teams and if you can get a point off either of Chelsea or Liverpool that would you know really help our cause so I'm not going to lose my mind if we lose against both Chelsea and Liverpool because they're teams that should be beating Arsenal really but if we can get anything from those teams it would be fantastic Matt G says Tom are you worried about fans getting carried away after the weekend's results on another note we are only 24 points behind City with three games in hand let's go um look I understand your candor, Matt. What I do think is that people do need to still remain grounded. Um, 
And I think that happens on both sides, both sides of the argument. People that are suggesting that, you know, we should be finishing in top four anyway. People that are suggesting that we can finish in top four. Let's just see what happens because we could easily go and lose against Brentford and everything changes. We need to just take every game at a time, try and win them. They're all cup finals, as I've said, and we'll see where we are closer towards the end of the season. 16 games, that's a lot of points. That's 30, that's 42, no, hold on, 48 points still available pretty sure that's right 48 points still to play for so loads can change between now and the end of the season uh let's just wait and see uh did i say unfortunately sorry i meant fortunately you know what i meant uh erin <laughs> says don't strike listen to snoop dog type of music you do strike me as a cold play type of guy well you've got me very very wrong uh because i'm a drum and bass man as most long-time listeners of the channel will be very much aware of hence why all of the intros to the shows include drum and bass tracks ed says what a sunday tottenham let it what a sunday tottenham let it slip west ham drop points top four is surely ours to lose it is in our hands i i have to say that at the moment, top four is in Arsenal's hands. In fact, I was looking at, um, I can't remember, I think it was 38.3. Is it 38.3? That are a website where you can basically get hold of like the predictions. They've got like a prediction algorithm of uh, the, the, the percentage chances of teams finishing in the top four. Uh, let's find it. 5.38 is the website you can go to. And currently... Arsenal's chances of qualifying for the Champions League, according to the latest figures, is 54%. Man United have a 15% chance. Now, before Tottenham played Wolves, they had a 25% chance of finishing the top four. According to this algorithm, Spurs now have a 14% chance. Let me throw this up on the screen so you guys can see it. It would be beneficial to you, wouldn't it? Uh, Let's go. Premier League predictions, 538. Yeah, so this is using... I don't know how they do it. It's something called the Soccer Power Index ratings for the 40 leagues updated after each match. This is the Premier League table. Arsenal are given a 54% chance right now of finishing in the top four, which is mad. It's absolutely mad. The reason for why, even though our offensive rating of 2.1 is less than that of Man United and Tottenham, their defensive rating is 0.2 worse off than ours so far this season. Um, But the expectation is that we will finish on 66 points at this moment in time. Man United on 60, Spurs on 60, West Ham on 58. So this is all algorithms and predictions and XG. And if you're not into that type of statistical analysis, this will mean absolutely jack to you. And I'm not surprised. And I'm not saying that you should take it with any kind of realism. It's just a prediction algorithm that James Benj posted that I got very obsessed with looking at uh, (laughs) recently. So there you go. Um, Let's scroll down a little bit bit more 538 yes that's the website aditya says does this run in with only one competition to focus on being mentally draining yes i think this running with only one competition is not mentally draining i think it gives you chance for recovery if you think about west ham europa league fa cup spurs fa cup man united champions league uh chelsea have had the club world cup they've got the champions league and they've got the fa cup to deal with as well we have just got the league to focus on and that gives us very little in regards to kind of excuses or reasons as to why we shouldn't be fully fit and ready for every single premier league game that we play we need to be as ready as every team in the premier league if not more than most of them to face these games it's just there's not really any kind of factor behind having fatigue because other teams will be playing a lot more games than us uh, Neil says Tom how Arsenal can turn around biased approaches towards Arsenal players 
we discussed this last night on Judge's channel, talking about um, the officiating regarding Arsenal, where Arsenal are at, how they're viewed by different officials, etc. Look, I think that Arsenal are basically given a behaviour profiling by officials. Players are sent off or given cards for challenges that other players and other teams wouldn't be. And I think there's enough evidence now to suggest that. I used to believe it would all even out over a course of a season, but I no longer subscribe to that that view because it's not the case. Arsenal are definitely profiled by referees and are definitely given... I mean, you just have to look at the number of fouls we've made in comparison to, say, teams like Burnley. I think we've made something like over a 1,000 fouls this season, and as have Burnley, and yet we've had 15 red cards and they've had none. That's mad. I mean, over a thousand, I can't remember what it was, but there is some ridiculous stat that says that Burnley have had no red cards. We've had 15 in the time since Mikel Arteta's taken over. And it's just ridiculous. I I don't really understand how that can be the case, but it is. Um, But how do we approach this? Well, I mean, you, you can have all the discussions and conversations with your team. Arteta can always talk to the players as much as possible and tell them to be a bit more savvy and, you know, try not to go in for these sort of challenges. But I don't want Arsenal to be a soft touch. I said this last night. I don't want anything to change. I believe this is a group of players that have been the most behind a manager at Arsenal for a significantly long time. And I like the togetherness of this group. I like the committedness of this group. And I like the fact that we aren't a soft touch anymore. I appreciate all of those facts. So... I think we just need to keep doing what we're doing, to be honest. Let's see where we are at the end of the season. Let's not change anything. Let's just go into every game that we want to win. And if we let these exterior factors affect us, it could end up costing us a top four. Some people might say so will red cards, but we just need to keep doing what we're doing, to be fair. Temi says, 530 of you watching, only 70 likes. Let's get it up. If you could drop a like on the video, guys, I really would be appreciative of this. We do this every single morning at 8 a.m. UK time, keeping you up to date with all the latest Arsenal news. Uh, Peeny Ween says, uh, if we do get top four, would it be easier to compartmentalise the early results plus all the red cards and start giving Arteta the benefit of the doubt and that maybe he is the next big thing? If we get to top four, in my opinion... Uh, I would give Arteta a new contract. Only top four. Beyond top four, you know, there needs to be discussions had about his situation. Depends on who finishes where. If Spurs finish above Arsenal, there is very little that you can say that justifies the fact that it was a better manager that got them above Arsenal. Because Arsenal have a better team than Spurs. I think we most of us would agree with that. But they have a very experienced, high-pedigree manager. And the reason why Spurs would finish above Arsenal, in my view, is because the manager got them there. And so we need to have a discussion about that if Spurs ended up finishing above Arsenal. However, if we finish in the top four, it's still a really good achievement. It's still, from my perspective at the start of the season, an overachievement of what I was expecting because of how much Man United invested and what they've got available to them. But we need to put into context the fact that Arteta will have 12 months left on his deal. I think a a new contract would be absolutely fine to give him, say, a two-year extension at that point. So it would go to a three-year point up until 2025 would be when his contract would run out if we were to extend it. Would be fine. I think Arteta deserves an amount of credit for certain things that have happened, the transfer market in particular, and the way in which we've turned around, the way in which we're moulding and shaping this squad, I give a lot of credit towards. But there are still a lot of things that I don't like and things that I do criticise, in-game management, certain substitutions. Taking off Martin Odegaard, unless he was injured, which still has not been confirmed to me, nearly cost us that game against Wolves. You need to identify the players which are controlling games and having such an influence on games before you consider taking them off. And when we took Odegaard off... The control, the composure, when Martinelli got sent off very soon after, 
we need to be a little bit better with these types of decision making. We also need to be better with the way in which we handle certain players because Genduzi, Mavropanos, we're losing those guys for a ridiculously low fee. Yes, Genduzi behaved awfully, but we maybe there are suggestions and I think there are fair arguments to say that we could have handled that situation a bit better and probably got ourselves a bigger fee at the end of it, but we didn't. There are pros and there are cons. We'll see where we are at the end of the season. Uh, Priyank says, do you know why Arteta is still playing Eddie ahead of Pepe? Does he think he will extend his contract? No, I just think he took off a striker for a striker. I didn't really see an issue with taking off Lacazette for Eddie and Ketia, to be honest. It's not something that I was too concerned about. Pepe's touch, hold-up play is not great. The technical skill on the ball and beating players can be good. But if you want someone who's going to be a striker, someone who's going to take the ball and run forwards with it, uh, you, I'd rather play a like-for-like striker if you're taking Lacazette off. So I didn't have an issue with bringing Eddie on for Laka in that moment. I have an issue in if we bring off certain players and we don't bring Pepe on, say we, you know, we, we're drawing and we bring on an El Nenny or we're drawing and we bring on a Rob Holding. That, that's when you can start having discussions. But Or to be fair, in certain situations, Eddie over Pepe would be silly. But I don't think that game against Wolves was a time when you can criticise the choice of bringing on Eddie over Pepe. It was a like-for-like change, striker for striker, it wasn't that deep. It's not that much of an issue. There is also a bit of an obsession, I do think, with Pepe maybe being trialled as a striker. He's not played as a centre-forward for a long time. Not since, I think, his first season at Lille. He's not really played in that central role. He had his big season where he earned the move to Arsenal playing entirely on the right-hand side. So I don't think that it's a position that we should be investing time into Pepe playing in this second half of the season. Uh, Matthew says, Tom, does not does top four rely on us having better having our best 11 for nearly every game? I do think that there is an element of key players within this 11 being available. You could argue Ramsdale has a good backup in Leno. Tomiyasu is a problem. I think, you know, Cedric had a great game against Wolves, did really well, but that is not what we've come to expect from Cedric on a week-by-week basis, and we can't guarantee that we will receive that performance from Cedric every single week. So Tommy Asu's fitness is a problem. Ben White and Gabriel, if you lose both of them, we could be in lots of trouble. And then you consider, I think if we think about the left-back position, we're pretty covered there. Central midfield is a big problem. Striker is a big problem. Right wing, left wing could also be a big problem depending on injuries, depending on illness. We do, need to, we do need to improve our depth in the summer. But right now, we do need to see as many of our first 11 available as possible. But I think we are pretty well stocked in certain positions so far this season. Let's go to Mo, who says, Hi, Tom. Uh, do you believe if we had the same investment and passion put in our owners like they do for the Rams, we would be challenging for the top four in the league? Look, the problem with this theory is that Arsenal have spent money. Cronkies haven't spent money on Arsenal, but Arsenal have spent money. Arsenal have spent some of the, like most of the money. It's the wrong phrase. Arsenal have spent more than nearly every single team in the Premier League over the last nine years. Arsenal have spent a ridiculous amount of money and they've not made much of that back either. The problem with Arsenal is that they've spent it very poorly. And only recently have we started to see a change and a shift in the way that we invest in players. So I can't sit here and say that if we invested loads of money over the last 10 years from a Cronky perspective, we would be like better off or higher in the league or whatever because I think that we've invested loads of money and it's not made much of a difference. In fact, we've, we've gone backwards in the last nine years. So it's not as simple as that. It's about how you spend that money. And I just don't think we had the right people in place to spend that money correctly. 
I do have a lot more confidence in the current regime. That's for sure. Um, that was since Burnley's last red card. Thanks, Kevin, for clearing up that stat for me. Much appreciated. We're going to take a few more of your questions before we wrap up. Let's scroll down to the bottom because I know that we miss out on quite a few. Uh, let's go to Vishwak, who says, uh, Martinelli training as a number nine. Tom, you said you prefer him out wide. I do prefer him out wide. I think he's training as a number nine because of necessity, because we don't have too many options in that position at all. Do we really? If you think about it, we don't have too many options at striker. And I think maybe I'd even rather see Martinelli playing as a number nine over, say, in Nketiah. So I don't have too many issues with this. Um, it's, it's preparing us for the worst case scenario. It's good to be prepared in this case. In the summer, if we signed a striker, if we signed two forwards, maybe his ability or his frequency of training as a striker would drop. We'll see. But I have no issue with him training there and being prepared to play there if we need him. But I do prefer him in a wide position. Amandeep says, is Borough the perfect loan for Balogun? Wilder wanted him at Sheffield United and we are finally seeing him do well. Yeah, you want a manager that wants the player. You want a manager that wants to use and get the best out of him. And I think we're seeing that with Balogun. And I look forward to seeing him return to Arsenal in the summer. He's on a lot of money. £40,000 per week is a lot of money for a player that's not playing senior football for Arsenal. We need to give him the best opportunity to propel himself into the Arsenal first team. And this Middlesbrough loan seems to be one of the best ways to do that. Just needs a few goals now. Getting a couple of assists is great. We need to see him scoring. Jonathan says, did you watch Raul de Tomas yesterday? I was podding, unfortunately, at the same time uh, as the Barcelona game. Great result for Espanyol, my Spanish team. Uh, I didn't watch, I haven't seen the highlights yet. Great result for them, and I hate Barca. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they can do one. <laughs> and uh, great to see Raul de Tomas get on the score sheet. But as I say, I need to go on, I need to watch the highlights and watch it back. But uh, he's a player that's been linked to us. We know why, because he's a good striker. He scores goals. He's a regular goal scorer, can score against big sides. And the issue always was going to be that Espanyol didn't need to sell. He's got a 70 million euro release clause. He's not worth that much. He's worth 30 million ish pounds. You're not going to pay 70 million euros for Alder Thomas at 27 years of age. It doesn't fit what we want. If you were able to get him on loan, sure. But why would Espanyol do that? It would made it would have made absolutely no sense for them to sell him at all. Uh, Kevin says, do you feel Amari Hutchinson has a higher ceiling than Saka? I don't think so, no. Not right now. I've not seen enough evidence to suggest that. Saka's ceiling is the highest at the club, along with Martinelli. So I don't really... I can't see Hutchinson, who's not played a single minute of senior football. I don't know anyone could sit there and say that he's got a higher ceiling than Saka because we've not seen him play at senior level yet and we still need to see him play at senior level. So no, not a chance, Kevin, right now. Could he change that? Absolutely. But right now, no, not a chance. Uh, thoughts on Alexander Mitrovic as a second choice? No, not for me, not the right level. Samuel says, have you noticed that we have a massive squad overhaul still coming this summer? Many players will be leaving, surely many incomings too, especially if we get Champions League football. Look, this whole team has been going through an overhaul for the last two years. Big changes are still being made. I'm liking the overhaul that we're doing. I like the players that we're bringing in. I like the mentality of the players that we're bringing in. I think there's a lot to be really, really positive about. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there, people. Thank you so much for tuning into the show 
as always. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. We'll have a number of shows coming for you throughout the week, including updates on William Saliba, the Arsenal youth team, and following Balogun's loan spell at Middlesbrough. I'll be live over on the Arsenal way at 9.30 in just under an hour's time. So I'll see you again very, very soon. Have a fantastic start to your week. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.